Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! score! Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. What a sports betting weekend. The U.S. back in action in the World Cup in an hour. Championship Saturday in college football. NFL matchups like Niners, Dolphins, Chiefs, Bengals, Bears, Packers, Eagles, Titans, Vikings, Jets, Giants, Commanders for a playoff spot. And maybe Deshaun Watson loses his first game. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. I don't think anybody's going to debate the fact that this looks like it will be the best week of NFL action that we've seen and only two teams off by post Thanksgiving week. So we welcome in one of the best NFL handicappers out there. Many of you follow him on Twitter, as you should, at Adam Chernoff. Adam Chernoff here. He's got the Simple Handicap Podcast. If you're on the go, a great listen, 10 to 15 minutes every single day. And he's got a new venture that uh, we will ask him about working over at Right Angle Sports. Adam, thank you so much for your time. I know it's a it's a busy, busy time of the year for you. I mean, there, there's so much going on in the betting world. College football is winding down. We still have a couple of months to go with the NFL, uh, NBA, NHL, a lot of people into the World Cup. And I know you're taking a deep dive into college hoops as well. Joe, did you know it's December? I just, I found I, out. <laughs> I... <laughs> I didn't know. Well, here's how I found out. You don't have to deal with this yet. The, the stupid elves arrived at my house that I have to uh, uh-huh. hide somewhere every single day. And then in about two weeks, my wife will say, I'm out of ideas. And I'll say, yeah, me too. But yeah, it, it is December. And it doesn't even feel like we're at the we're near the end of the NFL season, right? We're all, we still have a third of the way to go. No, it's uh, we did the show to open up the season. I think it was week one. And I mean, that feels like it was a different lifetime ago. But right. yet we're still, I like you said, a, a third of the season to go in front of us. There's just, it never ends right now this time of year. So it's as busy as it gets. Uh, before we dive into this card, tell us about Right Angle Sports. Many of our early odds uh, listeners aren't aware. I, I know people in the industry like you, many that follow it are aware of what they do, but uh, fill us all in. So Red Angle Sports is a professional betting group. They've been around since the late 1990s. They're widely regarded as, if not the most successful, one of the most successful public betting groups that has ever existed. Um, They handicap and specialize 
in almost every sport, but the big ones are college basketball, college football. Um, and then they've really got into NFL in the last couple of seasons as well. And so it's a pretty big staff. I joined them about two months ago now and have been just sort of fully immersed into everything that they're doing. College basketball for me is very, very new. So I'm doing a very small, tiny fraction of everything that they put together on a daily basis as I start to learn there. But it is as advertised. If anyone searches it and looks it up, they'll see a lot of claims. They'll see a lot of mentions about what they do, how successful they've been. And I've, I'm blown away by the work that is being done behind the scenes. And as somebody that thought I was doing a lot of work, doing a, a daily yeah. podcast every day for six straight years, um, and as long as all the betting going along with it, you can say it's uh, on a completely different level. So learning a lot on the fly as we go here. All right, this NFL card, not only are some of the matchups exciting, whether we're talking about drama or just teams that ended up being really good, and some of them a surprise, including your Jets. How about that? You didn't think Jets-Vikings week 13 was going to be oh, such, a great, <laughs> such a great matchup, but uh, it's probably going to be one that we discussed. We've had the favorite flip in a few of these games. Uh, you're the guest. Why don't you start us off with one of your favorite looks for NFL week 13? Okay, well, we have to get the Bears talk inevitably here. There's a lot to talk about on the Chicago side. But in mm -hmm. terms of just a betting perspective only, let's go with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Atlanta Falcons. Did you think I was going to pick that game from the big board? Um, I love it too. So I'm really curious where you're going. Okay, I, I, I like Pittsburgh a lot here. Are we on the same side? We're on the same side. Okay, excellent. Yeah, no, I think this is a really good spot for Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe what's quietly going unnoticed for the Steelers is they've sort of fallen to the bottom of the AFC North and been a little bit forgotten here is the fact that they through 12 weeks have played the most difficult schedule of not just opposing defenses, but opposing offenses as well. Oh, okay. No team has had it tougher than the Pittsburgh Steelers through the first 12 weeks of the season. Why I think this is a really good spot for them. Obviously, when you're going from facing top 10 defense after top 10 defense after top 10 defense week after week, stepping down to face the Atlanta Falcons, who are a bottom three defense, is a massive step down in class. So it's going to be a lot easier for the Steelers offense to move the football against this Falcons defense than any opponent they've faced the entire season leading up to this point. The second thing here is the Steelers obviously went through the QB switch, which had Mitch Trubisky, a, a name Bears fans will know very well. Uh, but their numbers for the season overall are kind of skewed because of that. And then not only is the schedule making it a lot worse than it seems, they had some weather games as well that suppressed this offense. And so now it's a game on back-to-back -back weeks following the Monday night game against the Colts where they're going to be playing indoors on a fast track against a really bad defense. This offense has really come together since Dubai a few weeks ago. I think it's a really good spot here for the Steelers. And so at minus one, uh, good bet here, I think, to lead off the show. The handicap, just about the same. And what you went over is much of the reason that I was on the Steelers 
on Monday night as an underdog, which I just could not understand at Jeff Saturday and the, and the corpse that is Matt Ryan at this point. Kenny Pickett was put in such a difficult spot. I still don't understand why they started the season with Trubisky uh, just because of how the schedule shook out. And now we're talking about a sample size of eight games into his NFL career. And you're right. All he's done is face top defenses. And that was no walk in the park last week. The Colts, by the numbers, still a good defense, just such a horrendous offense. Yeah, such a terrible offense. He couldn't get anything done. So this is going to be like a Christmas present for Kenny Pickett here Uh, at Atlanta. I think the move was certainly justified. Glad to hear that we're on the same page with Pittsburgh. I've heard some people make the case this is a bad spot. You know, they had the big the big win, prime time, short week. It's Tomlin now as a favorite. I'm not really concerned about that. And I do not like the way that Mariota has looked either. I'm expecting them to make a change at at some point there. Um, And it could be pretty soon. And now we've had a few weeks back with Watt returning. Mika Fitzpatrick for that Steelers defense. I love that Pittsburgh side. One of my favorites of the week. Let's talk about your team. We'll, We'll get to Bears Packers coming up. But what do you think about your team? This is a rock-solid number all week. The look-ahead was above three. But after seeing Mike White's performance against the lowly Bears defense, little more respect there. Uh, It is a short week for your Jets. But many people view the Vikings with a very fraudulent 9-2 and record. Uh, Any thoughts on the Jets? I, I do believe there will be a time to fade Mike White Maybe next week there will be a time, but but I'm thinking, Adam, that uh, this is a pretty good spot to back the high flying Jets once again. Okay, should we start with Mike White, the big news, or should we start with the number here in this game? Uh, Let's start with Mike White because uh, Bears fans want to hear more about that one. Okay, (laughs) I think that the Jets could have put you or I under center in that game on Sunday against the bears Mm -hmm. and fared relatively decent on offense compared to what they had done the last couple of weeks. And it's not necessarily that you or I are talented athletes and quarterbacks, but more so that against this bears defense QBs are doing whatever they want all season. And it's not going to be something bears fans like hearing with the long history of great defenses But this is as bad of a Bears defense as I ever remember being on the field. And so it was just a natural spot where the Jets had to make a change. They put in Mike White, who got a massive benefit of the doubt in terms of the opposing defense. But also what is important to point out about that game and that Mike White performance, the Jets got Corey Davis back. And Corey Davis is not a household name wide receiver. He's not a prolific talented guy that's going to put up huge numbers either but what it does do is really shift this Jets offense around what they were dealing with with Zach Wilson who's a very bad quarterback for a number of weeks was they had to have Elijah Moore out wide along with Garrett Wilson and that's not the natural position for Elijah Moore but it also took away from what they could have done out of that slot receiver production with Davis coming back that's that true out wide, isolated wide receiver. It moves more back to his natural position in the slot. And then it allows them to get very creative with Garrett Wilson, who's a dynamic rookie out wide on the other side as well. So all of that kind of came together against the bears. We saw Mike white have a very big game. We saw Elijah Moore emerge for the first time all season. Mm -hmm. The offense was very balanced. 
that made a big difference too for the Jets. And so that's really the hidden factor here that's not being talked about that really matters a ton. We shall see. The gap between the Vikings defense and the Bears defense is interesting because we know Minnesota is not very good on that side of the ball. And then Mac Jones was looking like a terrible quarterback. And then all of a sudden on Thanksgiving night, we saw what he was able to do offensively against this Vikings defense. But you're right. It is the worst defense that I've seen in my lifetime. And as long as we're talking about the Bears, why don't we head to uh, Bears Packers? And this one has been ticking up due to the quarterback uncertainty slash speculation. But I am uh, even more interested in the total. Bears overs have hit now six consecutive weeks. I was shocked to hear people tout Bears Jets under last week at a low number because the way I looked at it is the quarterback does not matter. The opposing quarterback going against the Bears doesn't matter what they're going to do. And Aaron Rodgers is going to want to be out there so he can own the Bears once again at Soldier Field. I was surprised, Adam, to see this total sitting at 43. I just don't think any Bears game uh, should be that low. What do you think about this matchup? And by the way, Packers have been actually putting up some points uh, in recent weeks. The Bears have been as big of an over team as there has been this season. You can put the Lions in very close competition to that. But I mean, everything that they have been doing has been conducive to very high scoring games to go over the total. The question that I have here is obviously against the Jets. That offense really sputtered out. And I know the conditions weren't ideal and you had the QB uncertainty before the game. But again, it it just goes back to that defense that we were just talking about. And everyone's having success moving the football against this Bears defense. And the reason they've been such a big over team is as soon as they made the switch, Luke Getze, into allowing Justin Fields to use his legs more, That really opened up the Bears offense and allowed them to remain competitive when forced to play catch up in a lot of these games where these totals have gone over. I'm not changing my stance that this Bears team is no longer an over team. There's a significant drop off on this offense when you take fields and his legs out of the equation. Certainly. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, Adam Chernoff from Right Angle Sports and the Simple Handicap podcast. Uh, Let's jump to the game of the week, in my mind, the AFC Championship rematch. Revenge on the mind of Kansas City after the Bengals swept them just a season ago. And you could tell me more about this. It seemed like there's been sharp money coming in on Cincinnati all week, expecting Jamar Chase back on the field after missing a month of football. A little surprising to some to uh, see the Chiefs favored by less than a field goal on the road at the Bengals. Uh, Do you have anything on this game? You said game of the week. I thought you were going to Miami, San Francisco, but I guess this is Uh, a really good week. We can go either one. We can go either one. Yeah, I I love both matchups. We'll maybe touch on that one in a second too. There's a lot to look at. This game is interesting to me here with Kansas City, Cincinnati. Like you mentioned, it's been pretty steady Cincinnati money the entire week. And usually what you would see in a situation like this with a team as popular as Kansas City is typically when hovering around the field goal number, you would see the dog get played later in the week. That has not been the case here. It was early Monday morning the Bengals were getting bet, and it's been constant ever since. We're down as low as one and a half at some places, which is pretty ridiculous to think about essentially (laughs) saying that the Chiefs are – 
only really a field goal better on a neutral field uh, than the Cincinnati Bengals, which I think to many is going to be a stretch. Tough handicap on both sides here. The Bengals and what they have offensively has proven to be pretty difficult for Kansas City to defend and just how that defensive scheme runs. That's going to be even more so the case if Jamar Chase is able to come back this week, all signs trending towards him returning. There's really good matchups for Cincinnati. All that said, Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes has this tendency about them where when they have something to go out on the field and show or make a case about, they're pretty good at following up with that. And the Buccaneers game was a really good example of that earlier in the season where they went out of their way to empty the playbook to get a win in that revenge spot. This certainly the case here again. Mm-hmm. They had those couple of games last year that were very competitive. I'm just really surprised to see this number coming down off of the three in the way that it has. And when I don't have a clear explanation for why that is happening, it gives me a lot of hesitance in bets that I would normally make. I, I just don't know how Kansas City isn't appealing at this number, but the market so clearly disagrees with me that it's giving me pause and concern. Well, Adam, the other game of the week is above a field goal, toggling between three and a half and four. Kyle Shanahan against Mike McDaniel out west, unfortunately going on the same time as Kansas City, Cincinnati. Uh, Boy, the Dolphins, they could have some offensive line issues going up against the scary front. Do you have a wager wager here? I sure do. A lot less uncertainty here. I like San Francisco quite a bit at three and a half. A couple things working in favor of the Niners. Like you mentioned, the offensive line issue for the Dolphins, that's a big concern against this defense. Second, a ton of familiarity between these coaches, which I think strongly benefits Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel worked with him. The offensive scheme that the Dolphins run is essentially a carbon copy of what Shanahan runs. If you have a really good defense and you have a really good opportunity to prepare for an opposing offense, that works out pretty well. But also something that I would put in here is I feel like the Dolphins are just a little bit inflated. And Mm -hmm. part of that reason is because look at the teams that they've faced here over the last month. The Detroit Lions, that defense ranks 31st in the NFL. The Chicago Bears, we just talked about them. That's 32nd on an EPA per play basis. The Browns, that's a 30th ranked defense. So there's bottom three in the league. And then last week they faced the Houston Texans without Derek Stingley. But as is, that is a defense that ranks in the bottom six as well. So you've had these 30-point outbursts week after week after week for the Dolphins but it's coming against the worst defenses in the league. Now they're stepping up to face San Francisco, second best defense in the league, far and away the most difficult opponent that they have had all season. The only other time on the Dolphins schedule where they have faced a top 10 defense was the Pittsburgh Steelers without Watt, their best defender. Miami was held to just 16 points in that game. So to me, it's a a bit of a, a step up here for Miami, a lot of familiarity. I think this is a really good spot for San Francisco. I like minus three and a half. A few more minutes here with Adam Chernoff, Simple Handicap Podcast, Right Angle Sports. It's a gross division, but let's look at the AFC South here because I think there are a couple of intriguing matchups. You have the Jaguars 
visiting the Lions. Trevor Lawrence has been on a tear. This is one of those games where the favorite flipped midweek. And then another interesting one, the team with the best record in the NFL has not looked great over the last month, but they've only lost one time this season. I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Tennessee Titans, and this number has been coming down throughout the week. Do you have a play in either one of these games? We'll say for anybody listening, obviously a lot of legal betting options nowadays. You can bet these games in a variety of different ways. This is maybe the first week of the season and maybe the first week in the last couple of seasons where a Derrick Henry rushing prop over yes. is not going to be something that is incredibly overpriced. It's going to be a big number, but right. the Philadelphia Eagles in the middle of their defensive line, they've tried to add in a few pieces the last couple of weeks because they lost their key interior defender uh, in the middle of October this is a defensive line that has really trended poorly in the last four to five weeks since injuries hit them. They've been getting gashed by opposing running backs week after week after week. And so the Titans who want to run the football and use Derrick Henry, I think that's going to be an intriguing prop as will Traylon Burks and his receiving yards over as the oh. Eagles lost yes. two starters in the defensive secondary in the last two weeks. So they're now kind of short personnel on the defensive side. So those are two prop names that I threw out for the Titans in the Jags lions, something that you want to monitor as we go towards the latter portion of the season here is some of these teams are coming out of late season buys and the Jags are a team similar to the Steelers, young group of guys and a coaching staff that can really use it as a reset. And I can't help but feel the Jags who went into that Ravens game last week off of the bye and looked noticeably different in what they were doing offensively, but also noticeably different in how they were handling themselves on field as well as post game. They kind of slid in in a negative note into that bye. They come out of the bye. Trevor Lawrence plays arguably the game of his career. They come back and get the victory against the Ravens. Now they go on the road to play indoors against the Lions defense, which will be the easiest they've faced in a number of weeks. I think there's a really good chance that this Jags offense continues rolling. Mm -hmm. And against the Lions, I, I just anytime that you're seeing the Lions at a pick'em or in this price point and they're not a dog of a field goal or more, I've had a lot of success betting against them because this defense is just so bad. And so the Jags right now, you can find them at minus one. I think that's a pretty good bet to make. Ooh, we are on the same side in a lot of games. We're uh, yeah. This is good. <laughs> we are. Uh, the prop angle. Yeah, let me give you some props on this because I think you mentioned Burks last week on your show. Yes. I, I, I felt like I was stealing when I got Burks at 42 and a half, 43 and a half. Uh, back to back weeks, 51 yard receptions for him. You see that connection with Tannehill a little bit and we get the same number again. We're at 42 and a half. And you're right, Henry, we're used to seeing 99. 100 and now we're in the low 80s and this is how you attack that Eagles defense uh some great looks there let's wrap with one more what I believe will be the most popular survivor play of the week for those still lucky enough to be alive I don't know that I'd be uh able to go to this well because I don't know what's going to happen and with that lead up I, I think you know I'm talking about Deshaun Watson playing a football game for the first time in nearly two years as a touchdown road Favorite is Cleveland Houston bettable in any way? 
This is good because I thought you were going to go Cowboys, but I guess that Thanksgiving angle probably made yeah. them not so popular in Survivor. So that's okay. Boy, I have looked all week, and I mean scoured and looked, to try find some way to be encouraged to back the Houston Texans at home getting seven points. Mm. And I was really close today before we came on and recorded the podcast. And then there was a notification that I got from a Houston Texans blogger who does really well and covers the team and has some really good insights. And he was talking with Lovey Smith, who I just detest as a coach. <laughs> and Lovey Smith today. So do a lot said, of the Bears fans listening right now, Adam. Oh, so you know. <laughs> Lovey Smith said, I think the Browns cornerbacks are going to give our wide receivers and our offense a ton of problems on Sunday. And I'm just like, like this guy on the sidelines is completely lifeless. You feel bad for the guy because he's getting up there in age. His facial expressions don't change. He does nothing. <laughs> I I was at a at a conference before the season doing a panel with Brian Urlacher sitting next to him. And I made a jab about the Texans with Lovey. Oh boy. And he kind of laughed and smirked and he's not going to say anything. But like when you take Lovey Smith away from all of the superstars on defense that he had when he was leading the bears mm -hmm. and you put him in this environment where he's trying to rally a young team. It's just not happening, especially 10 years later where he's clinging on to this cover two defense that just gets picked apart week after week after week. It's just not there for the Texans. And so, like you said, this Browns team, it's a massive question mark. We don't know what we're getting from Watson. The team was really playing around Jacoby Brissett all season rallying around him. They're going to be able to run the ball against this Texans defense, but is Houston going to be able to score with Kyle Allen under center? I just, uh -uh. I don't see it happening. And so I would love to have a bet on the Texans. I just don't see a path to success here for them. The same. I, I don't see how you can bet this game. And I'm curious, maybe Pierce re-enters the offensive rookie of the year conversation because the Browns can't stop the run. That is once in a while something that the Texans are able to do. But you're right, by far the worst team in football. I can't back them getting seven. If I'm going to back the Texans, I need more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. More than a touchdown. Adam Chernoff, best in the business. Simple Handicap Podcast. Check out Right Angle Sports as well. He's on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Thank you, Adam. Uh, best of luck this weekend because uh, if you do well, I'm going to do well. All right. I sure hope so. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Enjoy the games. Hit on some of them right there, but I have our five super contest plays set with contest partner Paul Aspen. We're going Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Kansas City, and the New York Jets. Five road teams. What could possibly go wrong? We're going to keep it rolling with these great NFL matchups with Jim Miller. College football later on this hour. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Follow me on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski. That's at Joe Ostrowski. You've got 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 a.m. Right here on Sports Radio 670. The Score and our weekly contributor, our pal Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, I there has not been an NFL week like this. Bar none, it is the best slate. You know, sometimes it's expect the unexpected with the NFL. It, it may look not look like a great group of games, but then the, the league surprises you and it ends up being a great slate. I have a tough time believing anyway that this weekend disappoints with the number of top-notch matchups uh, that we have. Here's the thing about it that is absolutely crazy, Joe. All right, the game that would be considered the dog game, the game that nobody would want, is going to be one of the most covered games in the Browns and Texans just because of the return of Deshaun Watson. But you look up and down the slate, it is absolutely insane because almost every game could have some sort of playoff implication to it. The only Mm -hmm. one that may not is Packers-Bears, but come on, that's Packers-Bears. That is just how good the slate of games is this week. Everything just materialized, and it's very cool to see the slate in the season too. Look at the other position players in key spots you look at the backs of green bay compared to the backs of the bears look even now i hate to say look at the receivers of green bay now that christian watson's just become kind of the man when lazard's still solid then you have mooney nursing an injury it just looks like just the key performers for each team just tend to lead towards the packers we missed a golden opportunity i think last week and maybe not everybody but just the way things unfolded for the bears jets game there is a potential for things to go that route once again here Six straight overs. We have a low total for some reason. Six straight overs. I I couldn't believe last week that one of the most popular bets was Bears-Jets under. I don't care who the quarterback is. You have by far the worst defense in the NFL and the Bears. Look at the numbers, and it's not close, especially since they uh, traded Roquan and uh, other pieces. And now we have all those injuries in the mix as well. All right, they gave us four and a half. In our Chicago media contest that we do, where you pick against the Bears against the spread every single week. And uh, that's uh, been a profitable (laughs) move. Are you doing it again at four and a half? 
Joe, there's a reason why I'm near the top of the standings in our pool, Joe. Oh, so God. It's one of those things oh, where you get a free square every week going against the Bears. Is that <laughs> it's kind of seemed that way, hasn't yeah. it? The, others have not jumped on it. I'm sitting third in our pool right now. I'm going for yeah. a victory. I'm trying. Four and a half is the number we got, Joe. I pounced on it. We get four and a half on Thursday morning. I think if you could jump on four and a half or find it anywhere, it is worth the play. All right. A, a game that you quickly mentioned, and we got the full touchdown. Yep. Deshaun Watson playing his first game in almost two full years is a seven-point road favorite. I want to go against the Browns, not just for my feelings about the player, just this specific spot. And you know that Houston Stadium is going to be all jacked up. This is their Super Bowl of the season. But the problem is they are the worst team in the NFL. And now they're the Kyle, worst team in the NFL. Yeah. Kyle, but Kyle Allen's a quarterback. And I mean, that that's it. I want to take the Texans. But the problem is it is the worst team. So he does kind of have a, a soft landing spot with all the noise of this week. I'm taking the Texans. All right. Here's the thing. The Browns are one and four away. Yes, the Texans are 0-4-1 at home. Something has to give. You're still talking a touchdown. You're talking about a quarterback who hasn't thrown an NFL pass in how long. Is he going to come in and try to make a point? If he does, then you're looking at the possibility of a multiple interception type of day and something that keeps the Texans in the mix. And they may need a defensive score to cover in here. To me, if the Browns were to go ground and pound, then maybe it's one of those things where they can get the job done here. But I think seven is a good number. I was actually hoping for the hook. I was hoping for seven and a half, but I'll take seven in the Texans. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score weekly contributor, Jim Miller here. We're breaking down this NFL card because it is an awesome one. It's uh, the best one that we've seen uh, this season. And the best game on this phenomenal schedule is going on tomorrow afternoon, late afternoon. Casey Cincinnati. We are getting Pat Mahomes favored by less than a field goal. Now it's on the road. And you know me. I have been pounding my fist on the table for the Bengals. And what did they do last week without Jamal Chase, without Joe Mixon? They go on the road and they take down the Tennessee Titans, which a lot of people didn't have happening. For some reason, there is still a lack of respect for the Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe not in the betting market, because all week there was sharp money backing Joe Burrow. And it's a revenge spot for, for certain because we have a rematch of last year's AFC Championship. The Bengals also beat the Chiefs in the regular season, and that's how we get this number under three. The team that is the short road favorite, for my money, the best team in football right now, Jim. And here's the thing. The, the Chiefs aren't the Titans. Under three, is, is that's a huge deal. I love, love, love Kansas City yeah. at minus two here. It's just one of those things where the Bengals, yes, they're playing very well of late. But when you're missing major weapons against a good, solid team and you're going to have to score, this total is at 53, Joe. You're going to have to score, and you know KC's going to do it. I just don't know if Cincinnati can keep up with them. If it was a lower-scoring game, then it's a different story. I think this is one of those. I think KC's probably sitting there maybe somewhere around a touchdown in the end. Minus two is, is a tremendous number on them. All right, so I'll probably be there with you on Green Bay. Probably be there with you on Kansas City. Houston, I understand your case. I'm not sure that I'll get there. But there's one other game that we wanted to mention. And it's Jacksonville at Detroit. The favorite flipped in this game. 
It opened as the Lions as a short home favorite. It's now Jacksonville as a short road favorite. Some spots have had pick them throughout the week. It doesn't really matter. You're basically picking the winner of this matchup. And Jim, I think we are on opposite sides in this one. What do you like? We may be on complete opposite sides for this one. And before we talk about the game, I want to ask you one question, Joe. Yeah. In the NFC, can nine wins get you into the playoffs? Can nine get you in? Minnesota, Philadelphia, San Francisco, those teams are locked in. You also have to give a spot to Dallas Yes. as a wild card. And who knows? Maybe they end up winning that division. So we've got what I mentioned, four spots. Four. Yeah, I mentioned, I mentioned four. Three more so it's to either go. Tampa or Atlanta. Your South winner, yeah. At least one more team in the East. Giants or Commanders, and they're facing off this weekend. Another and game. They got, they I got mean, two th- against each other. This weekend is so good that Giants Commanders is flying completely under the radar, and that's the six and seven right now in the NFC. Yep. Uh, can Seattle make it? Nah, I don't like the way they're trending. And, and while I gave them credit for the defense looking a lot better. They're reverting back to uh, how they were early on this season and much of last year, too. Atlanta, probably not. You know, pits out, terrible defense. I don't like the way Mariota's looking. Here's the reason I I, I, I know why you're asking. And, right. and I want to say that four teams are not going to make it out of the East because they're going to beat up on each other. But I right. don't know which one's going to fall out. Maybe it's the Giants. You know, that was my pick a while back. I think it's both. Ah, and no. here's the reason why I say nah, nah. remain remaining strength of schedule right now for both the Giants and the Commanders are brutal. Giants number one strength of schedule against toughest against Commanders number three. So let me ask you this: I think Seattle is that because of the Eagles? Of is that because of the Eagles though? Well, and they got to play one another though. Yeah, say they split those again, they might both end up at nine. But here's the case I want to make. Detroit right now, look at the remaining schedule for Detroit. And they're sitting at four and seven. They have to win their games against the Jags, against the Panthers, against the Bears and Green Bay, both late in the season. So teams that might just be completely cashing it in. All right, that puts them at eight. Then you have Vikings, Jets. Can you win one of those two? If you can, you can make a case for them to get to nine. And they're sitting at nine to one in some markets to make the playoffs. So that brings me all the way back full circle to this game against Jacksonville. They have to win. And I think they're going to win. And I think they're going to win this game actually rather easily too. So you're saying that they go nine and eight and they get in there as a seven seed. They would have to be as a seven. If they win five of their last six games, that means from week nine on, they go five and one, six, seven, eight, they go eight and two in their last 10 games. Do you right. really think the Detroit Lions under Dan Campbell are going to go eight and two in their last 10 games? I would say normally no, except for the fact that they had a good win against the Giants. What was probably deemed as a pretty good loss, which could have been a win against the Bills on Thanksgiving. A bad and win against a, the Bears. Right, but a t- tough schedule ahead of, earlier in the season. All right, losses to the Dolphins, who are solid. Losses to the Cowboys, solid. Seattle, solid. The Vikings, solid. Eagles, who are solid. They beat the Commanders. Yes, they lost to the Patriots. That wasn't a good loss. But their their first half of the season, that schedule was so tough. And the second half, it may come up really, really soft here. I think they go three and three in their last six. So I think they're a a seven and ten team. Okay. 
So I'm, I'm going to say no, but I also have them losing to Jacksonville tomorrow. Right. Trevor well, Lawrence has been on a tear. I'm looking forward to this game. Here's another game. People aren't talking about it. I think it's interesting because these are two teams that could have very bright futures and they're yep. sitting with four and seven records. And Trevor Lawrence, the last three weeks, six touchdowns, no interceptions. He's uh, completing nearly 80% of his passes. And now he's going against the Lions, a very poor defense. So I, I understand the move and I agree with the move to make Jacksonville the favorite here. Uh, what is your case for the Lions? Well, I'm following every single time Jamal Williams carries the ball right now because I do. <laughs> I, I have to. I've played three to one still. Such, three to one. Such great odds throughout the course of the season. He's still leading the league in touchdown carries. I just think Detroit has gotten better. I think their defense has gotten a little bit more solid throughout the course of those recent weeks. Their offense still continues to score. Look at their la the recent games 31, 31, 25. Not too bad. And I just think their defense is a little better. And a little better is really all you need when you're still scoring points. Again, you're looking at basically you have to win the game. You have to mm -hmm. win the game, and that's it. And I do think the Lions are going to be able to do so. Jim, I know you had an angle on offensive rookie of the year. I think this is one of the more fascinating NFL award markets that we have right now. Uh, Kenneth Walker is your favorite as high as minus 200. I think that's crazy. I'm fine with him being the favorite. I think the minus 200 price is way too much. Chris Olave is the second favorite. Garrett Wilson, 9-1. to one. Christian Watson has entered this conversation with the amount of touchdowns that he scored in recent week, he's down to 10 to one. I think Damian Pierce is out back to back yes, weeks. He's he did out. nothing. I still think he's out, even though he's in a good spot tomorrow because he could run wild on that Browns rush defense, which is just pathetic. Uh, Garrett Wilson, two touchdowns against the bears, Mike white. Maybe there's a connection there. He went from 40 to one down to nine to one last week. Nine to one, still not a bad number here, Joe. And here's what it's going to come down to in the end, because we saw it last year with Jamar Chase. I think you still have to win to get the votes in this. So it's one of those where it may not Chris Olave out, even though he's 200 yards ahead of Garrett Wilson right now, he has one less touchdown. So it's going to come down to Kenneth Walker, who, okay, he's had a couple explosive runs. He's only at 600 rushing yards on the season. And yes, he does have nine touchdowns, but the Jets are a team that could be legitimate all the way to the end of the season. Garrett Wilson all of a sudden looked like the man again last week. Say he's sitting there somewhere around, say, 1,100 yards at the end of the season and eight touchdowns with a Jets team that could potentially make the playoffs. No reason to think why he can't be in the mix. I think he will pass Alave, and it's going to come down to him and Kenneth Walker in the end. But I think Wilson, a 9-1 to compared to Kenneth Walker, a minus 2. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. is definitely the route to go. Let me go a step further on the Jets. Yep. 
not only can they make the playoffs, they could win the division. They've got Buffalo again next week. They already beat the Bills this year. I mean, look at what they've accomplished this year. They got swept by the Patriots, and that was uh, bad on them, but they beat the Dolphins this year as well. They put themselves in quite a position. And last week of the year, they go to Miami. So maybe that settles it. Who knows? The Bills have been so herky-jerky this season. But yeah, the Jets, terrific year. A team a lot of people were on in the offseason. And they've answered all their questions except for their quarterback, Zach Wilson, who I don't expect to be their their quarterback again, at least not this year. All right, Jim, let's wrap with the horses. What you got? You know what? We had two winners last week, so let's see if we can do it again this week. Three horses all at Hawthorne to bet across the board on Saturday. Race number two, bet the six, rank and file across the board. Race six, our stakes race, bet the nine, Mom's Town across the board. And then race eight, bet the three, Imperial Moment across the board and build the bankroll for NFL Sunday. Jim Miller, Hawthorne Race Course, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Best of luck this weekend. Enjoy all the college football action as well today. Sunday's going to be phenomenal. Let's do it again next week. All right, Jim. So good, Joe. What a great week of football. College football championship weekend started last night with the Pac-12 and a lot more today. We'll hear from Ryan Horvath and share our top college football picks next. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski at Joe Ostrowski on Twitter. This is 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 here on 670 The Score. Want to get to some college football, so let's pick up our conversation with the BetQL Network's Ryan Horvat, a regular on this show. He was on my show yesterday, BetQL Daily, discussing our favorite betting angles of the day. All right, championship Saturday. What is your favorite play, and why is it Kansas State plus 2.5? Well, it is Kansas State plus 2.5, but also I fade TCU every single week, and like last week, I was like, okay, they finally step up in class. They take on the number one defense in the big, big 12 in Iowa State. And they just, that game was over by the second quarter, man. Max Duggan's been putting up ridiculous numbers. Sonny Dykes, year one. I still can't believe what he's done with that program. You know, you can run the ball against them, you guys. But the thing with Kansas State, and you go back to that game, I bet him a couple weeks ago, they had an 18 point lead in that game. And then Adrian Martinez gets knocked out of that game. Will Howard gets knocked out of that game. Will Howard's actually been playing pretty good. And it looks like Adrian Martinez might be available for some packages. So if they get in the red zone and the goal line, they could use him as a runner. I like Kansas State here. But I think even if they win this game, and this is a big game for Kansas State if they want to play a New Year's Bowl game. But I think even if they win a close one here, TCU's getting in with the one loss. But I do like Kansas State plus two and a half. And I like a little sprinkle on the money line. Uh, big fan of this team. And I think Deuce Vaughn should have a big game. I think he should go over 150 rushing yards, definitely against that TCU defense. Let's move on. LSU, Georgia. Does anyone have any plays in this matchup? So this is actually my favorite game of the weekend. I like Kansas State, but I love Georgia. I was just looking for a way to target them because now we've got a little out of control. And I don't really like laying three scores with Georgia, you guys, just because look how they're built. I keep calling them the most boring number one team in the country, like in college football history, because they're so damn good. There's a bunch of pros on that team, but they're boring. Like they get up and then they take their foot off the gas in the second half because they're able to run the ball. And that defense is so damn good. So what I did, it was nine and a half in the first half. Now we're up to 10. I actually still like it at 10, but if you could find a nine and a half, definitely go that route. I just like Georgia in the first half. I think they're going to come out. They're going to be able to run the football. That's one area where you could, Obviously, get LSU is in the trenches. They're pretty soft. And then Jaden Daniels, LSU's quarterback, got injured last week. So he's not going to be 100%. 
And if they're not able to use his legs, him on quarterback design runs, and he has to stay in the pocket, I think he's going to have a rough showing against this Georgia defense. And I know everybody calls Stetson Bennett this game manager, and I know he has some turnover-worthy throws, but he could push the ball down the field. They're going to use Bowser in their tight ends. They're going to be able to run the ball. It's been a really nice year one for Brian Kelly at LSU. He's going to do a great job recruiting this offseason. They'll be around next year. But I think this is a bad spot. I love Georgia, but I'm just going to target him in the first half. And I actually kind of like the over here, even with, uh, you know, this Georgia defense. I think we might get some points in this game. And I think Georgia might look to prove a point here. Um, so love them in the first half minus 10. I think that's the best look this weekend. Yeah, Georgia in the first half, that's a much better angle, I think, than, uh, than the full game. A part of me thinks, you know, Georgia can go out and it could be a close game or they lose it and they're still going to be in the playoff. And I know LSU is not Bama of last year, but I can't get away from that when Georgia knew they were in the playoffs no matter what. And they let Alabama win by multiple scores last year. Like, So how much does this SEC championship really matter to the Bulldogs? So first half, that makes sense to me. So we love K-State. Horvey, a strong angle with Georgia first half. Big 10 title game probably will stink. Maybe the under there. And Clemson shouldn't be favored by more than a touchdown, but tough to trust UNC after losing their last two. Yuck tonight, but the rest of the weekend is great. Back tomorrow morning for BetMGM Game Day on the Score with my co-hosts Jason LaCafora and Devin Caney starting at 7 a.m. Inside the Clubhouse is next. Cash those tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 